This is the Kick Six Podcast. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake. That is right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. We are back with our week number four recap and our week five picks. So um, thanks for listening. We are back. Week four was a, a crazy, crazy week in college football. We spent Saturday uh, multiple TVs uh, over the course of about 15 hours. Uh, from game day to watching the Pac-12 craziness after dark. So uh, I'm here. I'm Nate. I'm here with uh, my co-host Caleb and Jake, and uh, we're happy to to have you guys listen this week. Caleb, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, let us know how we did in our picks. All righty. Last week, Nate dominated us again. He was uh, 5-0 and with a, uh, a push. I went 4-2, and two, and Jake was three two and had a had a push so uh, all right that brings us to our overall records of Nate is sixteen eight and one I'm eleven and thirteen and Jake he came in a little late so he's three five and one six five and one six five six five and one six, six, five, and six, five, and six five and one yeah Caleb's taking away Jake's uh it's Jake's fine. credit there it's, it's okay fine. Jake's a loser so uh, <laughs> right just kidding all right so yeah uh, I wrote that down wrong I'm gotcha. an idiot okay. So we had a, we had a crazy week uh, marked with with chaos, with a few upsets, with some some teams surprising us. Um, it, it was an interesting week. So um, I will give my takeaways uh, from this week, week number five, and then we will go uh, kind of around the table. If you guys got some comments, and then uh, we'll move on from there. Um, so there was a lot that happened. Let's start with. Uh, with Friday night. So USC, Keaton Slovis looks really good in the first game out. Looks r- human uh, in the BYU game as, as USC loses. And then um, he gets hurt in this game on Friday night. Kind of a, a marquee matchup. Utah was in L.A. Uh, to play the Trojans. Uh, Keaton Slovis gets hurt. So in comes the third string. Uh, Matt Fink. And Matt Fink looks a lot like S- Slovis did in his first first action. Matt Fink was that... Uh that transfer portal who say he, he's yeah. entering transfer portal, yeah. but he's going to stick around and, and yeah, lo so and behold. Out. Yeah, he's in, he's in there. So um, USC looked, looked really good. The defense looked really good. They shut down uh, Utah most of the game. And I think the thing with, with USC, they just have so many athletes. Uh, and I think that's why, um, you know, we talked about this for Clay Helton is on the hot seat because there's too many athletes for them not to win games, especially a receiver. Um, do I do I think Matt Fink is as good as Slovis? Probably not. Um, but they got the huge win. Uh, Utah, who was kind of the Pac-12's hope at the moment, has kind of stepped back a little bit. Um, Utah controlled a lot of this game, uh, but they just had too many turnovers, and USC was able to capitalize. So big win there. They also gave up ten receptions for two hundred and thirty-two yards and a touchdown. To uh, Michael, Pittman, Michael Pittman, who's a wide wow. receiver for USC, yeah. and so that doesn't help. Yeah, we've talked we've talked <coughs> about that stable of receivers uh, at USC uh, before on the show, and uh, there, there's something to be reckoned with. And uh, Graham Harrell, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna earn himself some big paychecks, um, you know, coming up because he's he's really got that offense rolling. Uh, looked a little rough against BYU, but uh, the Cougs out there in Provo, we know what they can do to uh, to anybody. So. Um, good win for USC. They kind of put themselves in um, in a good spot with it with a big game on the road coming up this next week in Week Five, which we'll talk about later. 
Um, so let's get to one of the games we picked, a game that we were all kind of excited about and a game that the three of us on the Kick Six podcast called to a T, and that is Michigan. Michigan is terrible. Booty. Uh, they are so overrated. Uh, they had no answer whatsoever for the running attack of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor went off that game. I think he had he, he, he had, had three over, touchdowns in the first yeah, half. He had he over had, uh, 200 yards. 23 carries for 203 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, he had two. And, and he set out for a little while. I think he had yeah, a reception. He was out for the whole, like, uh, first I think he had a receiving touchdown, too, I believe. I could be wrong, but I think he did. He might have. <clears throat> I know he had a big 72-yard run in the first quarter. He had two touchdowns in the first quarter. Uh, Jack Cohn had two rushing touchdowns in the second quarter. Uh, John Chanel had two yard while uh, while Jonathan Taylor was out, and this this game was never close. Um, they actually benched um, Patterson. Did they uh, in the game? And they brought in his replacement. His last name is uh, McCaffrey, and then he got taken out on a on a brutal hit. On oh, I saw ball. that. Yep. And uh, I, ho- I hope yeah, he's, he got I ho- hope he's doing okay. It mm-hmm. says his status is doubtful. Something. Percussion. Percussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. Yeah, it was, it was some, he, got, he was he percussed also. Something that really bothers me is that Michigan is still in the top 20 after yeah. that. I mean, that's ridiculous. It, I think I think they're – are name they 20th? Uh, are they 18th or something? Like, they're – they only dropped, like, six spots. Yeah, and, and what, I, what I, one note I made was um, – if you've watched Wisconsin in the past, you know they're going to have a good running game. And we, we, we called this last week. But Jack Cohn is the first quarterback that Wisconsin has had that's a playmaker. They, they've got those guys that, that handle the offense and, and they, they don't lose the game for you. But, but Jack Cohn, he, he may win you a game. And they got some pretty decent guys at receiver. Um, I think Wisconsin is, is going to be tough to handle. I'm really excited for Ohio State and Wisconsin. See, I think right. that's what held Wisconsin back. Didn't they have uh, Alex Hornibrook Horn- last year? Horn- oh, Brooke. my God. Dude, he, actually, he actually looked good in the game we're going to get to. Uh, he was terrible last down, year. Going down the road right. I remember watching uh, him. He, he was bad. He wasn't the best. So, um, Another game that I just saw briefly, uh, and I know many of you probably have already watched this, but the ending to the Old Miss Cal Cal is 4-0 out there uh, with a really, really strong defense. But if you saw the ending to that, um, it was questionable to say the least. Uh, I don't know how that didn't get reviewed. Yeah, that's that's the big issue. It was, it was late in the game, and I understand them not wanting to stop the clock because it gives everyone a chance if he is short, right? To yeah, come to, up with to, a play. To come up with a play, but yeah, it needs ridiculous. to be something like that. He maybe a rule if it's in the last five seconds. Well, or so I thought yeah. so. They don't have the same rule that the NFL does, no. where it's if it's under two minutes, it's a booth review is what right. they call it. Yeah, right. So college doesn't have that. No, I thought they did. Yeah, they they need to do something like that to where, you know. Every game is the same, and if it comes down to that, and the other team gets a chance to drop a play, well, and so I also I thought think what it was his his body was in the end zone, but the ball wasn't, and he got tackled out, out, out of the end uh, zone. I don't know. I, it was it was not a good call. It yeah, was not a good call. So uh, also last week we uh, we we asked if uh, UCF was the best team in Florida, and <laughs> all of us agreed that it was. Yeah. Well, we the craziness of, of college right. football. One of the reasons why we call this the Kick Six podcast is it's crazy, just like the Kick Six. But uh, UCF was on the ropes pretty much all game uh, against Pitt. Pitt had answers early for everything they tried to do, including getting some turnovers. Um, they had an interception and a punt block that was a scoop and score. Um, I was impressed by the Pitt defense. They were hitting hard and, and swarming the ball, especially in the first half. Um, all of us, like I said, were, were ready to move 
UCF up in the conversation, um, but Pitt started, you know, 21 to nothing. Now, they let UCF back in the game, and it looks like, okay, UCF scored 31 unanswered, and, and you know, the uh, the narrative has been written. UCF's about to win this game. Um, but um, lo and behold, with a, a bunch of penalties and a bunch of craziness uh, in Pitt fashion, uh, they get a chance uh, with the ball on about the three-yard line to run what they're calling the uh, the, the new Philly special, uh, like a throwback toss to the uh, to the quarterback for a touchdown. They take a 35-4 to lead. Defense makes a huge stand, doesn't let UCF score at the end. And uh, UCS loses their first game in, I think, two years, uh, three years. And I still think they're the best team in, in Florida. In the regular yeah, yeah, even with the loss because yeah. uh, just, I, I can't get over how so Florida's top ten. And Pitt has a game like that every year. Last year yeah, they played they Notre Dame somebody. down to the last bit. Uh, two years ago they beat Miami when Miami was number two in the nation. Uh, I think they beat Clemson in recent years. So uh, that touching on that, can Pitt take down the – Take down number one this year. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll and then UCF fans will be like, "Oh, we're national. We're we're still natty right, champions." Right. I don't think Clemson and Pitt play we this be year. Number two. Yeah, but if they do, they should be like, "Well, we're number two. Pitt's I thought they one. play every year. Uh, they're in the opposite conference or opposite division as the ACC. See, I thought yeah. they had like a thing with like how Arkansas, and Missouri has it. You know what I mean? Like how Clemson we play and Clemson and Pitt. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. They may not. Yeah, they we'll may have to not. look up their schedule. Uh, but anyways, Pitt Pitt comes out on the win. Um, we all were. <laughs> Excuse me, especially me. We're riding high on uh, BYU, but they were not ready for uh, uh, Jacob Eason and Washington. Washington pretty much did everything they wanted. Oh, uh, wow. BYU kept it a little bit close in the in the first um, in the first half, but uh, you know that that passing attack and Washington's defense settled in and got the win on the road in in Provo. BYU is probably the best two and two team right now <laughs> that I've seen. They they've played some serious uh, competition. In this first part, let me read y'all's Jacob Easton stat line from that game 24 for 28, 290 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. That's pretty, pretty solid. That's uh, pretty accurate. 24 for 28. And and if you you watch him throw the ball, he he throws it, uh, reminds me of the kid at at Oregon, Justin Uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Herbert. He throws the ball with so much zip. Yeah. The receivers, I mean, if they don't have their hands out in front of them, it's either getting by them on the passes that he missed or, I mean, it's sticking well, yeah, right, I mean, right there. That kid's huge. Yeah. He's like six. I think he's six six. Yeah, he, like, he's, I think he's big, big. He's 6'6", <laughs> 227. He is an, Im- yeah. an impressive, impressive quarterback. So um, They're uh, picking him first round. Which I think if Eason would have stayed right. at Georgia, Georgia would be really good. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that, too. I don't know, um, Jake. That'll, yeah, we'll get. We'll so get another game we picked was was Auburn. Uh, I had Auburn. Um, I think Caleb had. I had Texas A and M. Texas A and M. I did as well. Yeah, A and M. Okay. So Auburn tore up the Aggies early. Uh, the O line and the D line of Auburn is really solid. Um, pretty much all the defense is really solid. We all knew that. Uh, one thing I did notice is Bo Nix cannot hit a long ball. I saw him miss six to eight wide open uh, receivers. Twenty four. Uh, or so yards down the field, like they they beat their guy, and he just he just couldn't hit. They were left, right, whatever. Um, Texas A and M on offense, they did not look good. Uh, that Rogers Junior kid, uh, we said it before, he still looked really good. But far as a receiving core, that's about all they had. Um, but Auburn gets a huge win, and we're sitting here, you know, week five, right? Four games in, Auburn has. Two really, really impressive wins. What do you guys think about Auburn's chances this year? They're kind of 
quietly sneaking in there. No. Jake, you said they were going to drop out. It looks I, I still don't think Auburn's that good. I think – I mean, they did kill A&M, but I also think A&M's a little overrated, obviously. I, I thought I Kellen agree. Mond was going to be he hasn't a looked stud good. this yeah. year. And he didn't play bad. He went 31 of 49, 335 and two TDs. So – it's not bad, but his QBR was also 54.9, so that means right. he missed a lot of right. open throws or something. Right, yeah. and you're not going to get a running game against Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that defense got tired in the fourth quarter. Texas A&M scored 17 points, tried to make it a close game, but it just ran out of time, it looks like. Yeah, it was clo- closer on the scoreboard than the game was. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't think they can put the numbers up that you're going to get against Joe Burrow and LSU. And right. I don't think your defense can stop too well, and also, A&M had 21 carries for 56 yards in that game, so that's that's a problem. There was there was no help. Um, there was no help with uh, with that one for uh, for Kellen Mond. So uh, Auburn gets a big win. They're 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 sitting pretty good. Typical Auburn fashion, you know. Their big games are going to be LSU and Auburn. Uh, they also play Florida, right? They go to they play Florida this year, or is it Georgia? They play Georgia. They play Georgia. But that'll be that'll be a tough one. So um, Florida State again, they start twenty-one to nothing. Uh, this is kind of a, a Willie Taggart, Taggart signature right here. Start really good. Uh, Blackman gets up, knocked out early, and in comes a former Wisconsin Badger, Alex Hornibrook, um, and uh, the Knowles had actually lost the lead by this point, and uh, Hornibrook brings them back. Uh, I thought when he was going in, it was like, okay, Louisville's going to take off with this one. Uh, but Louisville, they've got their problems. We've all seen that. Uh, but Taggart ended up getting a, a 35-24 win at home. Uh, so he gets to see another day. So um, that was like the, the big games that I saw. Uh, Texas had a, a really good win. Um, they, they, were, they were over the last five against OSU. Uh, they knocked them out at home. Uh, they covered the, the spread on that one. Um, and let's get to the big game. Let's no, get to they, they push. They push. They push the spread, don't. It was it was it was it was a big. Don't get me started on it that. was a, it was a uh, it was not as close a game as the score ended up. Jake Jake you uh, you had o- Oklahoma State winning that one. You thought I they did. Were, I thought, thought they, they were, were gonna, gonna win. win. I thought they were at least gonna cover. But yeah, I thought they I thought they were gonna win that game. But Texas is good. Yeah, Texas, I mean, they're. I'm excited for for Texas Oklahoma. That's gonna be. I want to know what the over under is going to be on Jalen Hurts going to chew him up on that one. It's going to it's going to be awesome. So Ellinger and and Hurts are going to be going back and forth. All right, so let's get to the the big game. Let's get to the one that we were super excited about. San Not Jose as State Arkansas. Yes, yeah, San Jose oh, okay. State. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one. Okay. No, That's not uh, the one we're going to. That's so exciting. Not yet. Let's get to the big number seven at number three Georgia. This game was everything that it was hyped up. If you haven't seen the entrance and how that game started, if you haven't that watched this game, insane. get on YouTube, watch this whole game. This is a this is two heavyweights. And uh, one of the uh, the beat writers for Notre Dame said in order for it to be a heavyweight fight, you have to have two heavyweights in the ring. Uh, and that's that's really what it was. Georgia had plenty of opportunities to take this this game and and run with it and really, you know, cover that spread. I think at kickoff it was like 16. We we took picks at, at 13. Um, so it was definitely a – It went up to 16? Went up to 16 wow. by kickoff. And uh, Notre Dame, they, they fought hard. Um, I was most impressed with Notre Dame's defense. They only gave up 153 yards on the ground. And we, yeah. we talked about it in this podcast, 230 was like the goal. 
Um, <laughs> and, and DeAndre Swift, 18 carries, uh, 98 yards and touchdown. Kept him under 100 yards. So uh, I was really impressed with, with Notre Dame's defense, especially the young linebackers. I think the only thing is I don't think they can make the playoff now. Yeah. It, it, Unless somebody loses. It's it's definitely a tough road. I mean, everybody gives them the hard the hard, um, the hard, hard time for not playing in a conference and not having a conference championship. Granted, this year they're going to play nine Power 5 teams. They're going to play, which is which is a lot more than anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Even in a conference with a conference championship. Yeah, they're going to play eight. I guess I guess the big the Big 12 this year will play nine. They'll play nine conference games. Uh, but you got to think about, they don't have the three easy victories that, that Auburn's already had. You know, uh, or not Auburn, excuse me, Alabama. Uh, they don't have the three easy victories that, that Georgia's already had, or, you know, already had uh, against against nobody. Or, yeah, or Clemson. He plays no the, one also. Yeah, the the best team on Clemson's schedule is about the fifth best team on Notre Dame's schedule. Right. So uh, it's definitely a tough road. They got a big one this week. Um, I was really, really impressed with them as a, as a Notre Dame fan. I, I walked away from this. Okay, uh, we, we are in that third tier like we talked about you know you've got Bama and Clemson then you've got Georgia Ohio State LSU LSU OU and then the next the next tier you, guys. you know is Notre Dame it's Wisconsin the, it's Wisconsin it's it's those guys yeah um you know and if you win out if you win out you you win at a, a ranked team uh this weekend at Virginia not you, just win but win convincingly yeah of course you, you beat USC you beat um, if Stanford's down, that's that's fine. They're still Stanford. Uh, you, you get those wins and you win those those other games convincingly. Uh, you beat Michigan on the road. That's that's a great a great season. Um, so we we will see how that one plays out. I think Georgia is their defense is is a lot better than than I expected. Yeah, yeah they're good. Yeah, I was really impressed in uh, Notre Dame's offensive line and their pass blocking. But the the run game is is the run stagnant. game was. Yeah, lackluster. <laughs> Something that bothers me is that they drop below Florida, and I know Florida's undefeated, but they beat a really they beat good Tennessee. Yeah, Kentucky. right. They beat Tennessee, and Tennessee's then they freaking good. Should have lost to Kentucky, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you guys lost by six points at Georgia. Yeah. And dropped. What were you guys before that we game? Should have stayed the same. Or what was your rank before that game? Uh, our rank was seven, and now we're ten. Okay, so, so you guys dropped spot. three spots. But that, that's some respect. You know what I mean? A, a typical any other day. You know, yeah. l- last time we played them in 2017, I think we were ranked 24, and Georgia was ranked somewhere around the 16-17 range. We lost, dropped out of the uh, top 25. Eight weeks later, we're going into Miami number two. You know what I mean? And no one knew what Georgia was then. You yeah. know, Georgia ends up playing for national championship. So it, it's, it's not over. I can see, you know, them making it, uh, making it close. And if you win out, you're in the conversation. You know, and I think as as a Notre Dame fan, beginning of the year, you know you got to go to Georgia, third game of the year, and you tell yourself, "Hey, we're in the conversation for the playoffs." Still, right? That, that's a win. You, you know, know what I mean? So it's tough. And I I think I think Georgia right now is a, is a playoff team. See, and I have a, I guess a little bit of a hot take. I think LSU should be number four, and Georgia should be five. I mean, LSU just put up sixty six points. I mean, I know it's Vanderbilt. But they look really good. Yeah, like they have the like defense yeah, and ball. they have the offense. Yeah, Georgia's offense put up some points. I feel like Georgia's offense is more one dimensional. It's like if their run game's not going. Georgia's offense. Is I don't know if Fromm can beat you. The old Bama offense. I feel yes, like, it's I exactly feel like what in it is. LSU team. We're looking at a uh, Urban Meyer Ohio State team when they put up the can, all them points. Yeah. 
can there be nobody to held them to zero? Can points, there be man. three SEC teams in the top four? I don't I mean, think should so, there right? Should there be? There can be. I think there should be. Should be, but I mean, not. There won't it, be. There won't be. It, there, there's no, no way. You got to. They're gonna, the the playoff committee is going to spread that money around. Yeah. The yeah. best they can. Because you got to think like LSU's more than likely they're only you know if they run the table. Pretty much the SEC title game is like playoff game. The third playoff. Well, game. like if you think about it, like if LSU runs the table, their only loss is probably going to be to Bama. Yeah. Right. And then Georgia's only loss is probably going to be to Bama. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so this game, I mean. Notre Dame came in. We didn't stack the box. They run a you know a typical four four three. It's not like we we brought in an extra safety or anything like that, or or you know did anything to stop stop the run. But we stopped the run. We made from and his receivers, young receivers, beat us, and and that's that's what they did. So you know Jake Fromm, twenty of twenty six, one hundred eighty seven yards and a touchdown, just good enough with ninety ninety five thousand fans on his side. Yeah. Uh, well, probably ninety thousand of them were, were were Georgia fans. So the the Notre Dame fans are basically non-existent. So, you what know who I think won that game for him? The same guy who won the game for him, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, that the, kid. The is, kicker. He's a that beast. kid is a stud. Those but glasses. You can't you can't beat them. Can't beat the glasses. So, um, yeah. So does that does that narrative change when you know the the tides turned, so to speak? Uh, and it, it's an even stadium, and you, you know. LSU or Bama can stop the rushing attack and Jake Frog going to go win a game? Maybe he does, but uh, it's going to be hard to keep up with the Bamas and the LSUs with that defense or with that offense. Right. You know, a slow pace. Yeah. It's everyone has a bunch of controversy about why why Kirby Smart didn't go for seven instead of just kicking the field goal. But yeah. You won. I don't know. Notre you won Notre anyways. Yeah, Notre Dame goes down and scores, has a chance to kick a field goal or an extra point to win 24-23. You may be second-guessing yourself, but, uh, you know, they got they got the win. Notre Dame's offense hadn't been doing a whole lot, especially in the second half. Yeah. Um, you know, so we only scored seven points the whole whole second half. So, good game. Uh, it was everything it brought up to be. I think both of these fan bases can leave here thinking, okay, we can play with anybody, right? Uh, and we'll see. But I, I'm agreeing to you. I think LSU should probably be number two. Oh, uh, I think LSU should I mean, be. Bama's going to stay there, but they might beat Bama. Bama, Bama. I'd love to see them beat. Bama. With what we've seen right now, Bama's killing people. But Southern Miss, um, New Mexico State. What worries me about Bama is their defense because they're so hurt in the linebackers, and they're. Uh, I think they have a corner down right now too, and, I, and obviously their offense is going to score 50 points a game. But yeah. I think LSU, if there's a team that can stop them, it's LSU. They haven't played a defense yet, though. So, so I'm saying LSU and LSU yeah. can score, and if they can definitely score on a hurt Bama defense. What? What big? What's the next biggest game for Bama before LSU? Uh, they play Ole Miss this week. That's not. I mean, they're yeah, probably going to blow them out. Yeah. Um, and they play Arkansas at some point. Uh, that could they be. Play that Arkansas. Could be good. Take. Yeah. I I have my opinion. That'll be that'll okay. be that'll be a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. So that that uh that wraps up. Oh no! One more. More. I want to talk about the UCLA game. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we yeah. can't forget that. So I've got some stats on that. I, I was asleep. All right, but I in heard case it the next in case day. anyone was wondering, when we gave our Heisman picks last week, does anybody remember who I said was was in my my Heisman 
Good old Aaron Gordon. No, Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon. Yeah, or Alex Gordon. Sorry, I know, he's sorry, like sorry, a household sorry. name. <laughs> Aaron. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> he's been at Wazoo. Does he play for the Magic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. I think he does. He's he's been at Wazoo for five years. Anthony Gordon. And he, he, yeah, he finally. You're, you're both wrong. Uh, Wait, we are. It's Anthony. Anthony Gordon. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, hey, I just know him uh, as as Gordo. Baby. It says right he's, here, Anthony Gordon. Yeah, that's right. Why did I put Thank Aaron, you. dude? Oh, I looked up so, that guy's so name. This game, as as a Wazoo fan was absolutely awful to watch. I was thinking, okay, Washington State 4-0, Utah 4-0, game day's there this coming week. Uh, it, it's going to be crazy, and this is for the Pac-12. And they both uh, lost. <laughs> they, both, they both lost, but the fashion in which Washington State lost. So, Jake, give me give me Gordo's stats for this last Okay. Game. Well, real quick, I just want to say – after the Arkansas game, everybody was like, we should have hired Mike Leach. We should have hired Mike Leach. Yeah, no kidding. And I was watching that game, and I was like, we should have hired Mike Leach. And then I kept watching. I was like, hang on. What's happening? <laughs> we, we, no one needs to like, hire UCLA Mike Leach's bad. coordinator. UCLA is really bad. Yeah. Like, that's a bad loss. Like, that's horrible. That's that's down, they were, UCLA was down 31 points in the third quarter. So uh, he threw 61 times for 570 yards, nine touchdowns, and two picks. Oh and they lost. <laughs> okay. How do you do so, that? Uh, DTR, okay, the quarterback for, for UCLA. Yeah. He had 507 yards and five touchdowns. So these two quarterbacks. He also had 57 rushing yards and two touchdowns on top of that. So these these two quarterbacks. <laughs> 11 can, total touchdowns. Combined, the Jeez. two quarterbacks combined. 77 points himself, For almost 1,300 yards. 1,300 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's Dude, impressive. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, a receiver for Washington State had ten receptions for 114 yards and four touchdowns. Four it was Winston. Touchdowns. Yeah, I, I don't Winston. know his first name. Yeah, Winston. I just know his last name is Winston. And then a uh, guy on um, yeah, Esop Winston. He's yeah, Esop. That's what it is. And then uh, UCLA's receiver. One guy had seven for 150 and two TDs, and one had four for 147 and a touchdown. Goodness gracious! Hey, that's it's called 1,400 <laughs> yards. There are seven spread total the, turnovers in that game the too. I cannot tell you how many Spread plays. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many plays where they lined up in the shotgun, snapped the ball, took a three-step drop, hit a guy on a on a, on a on a crossing route across the middle, and no one was near. <laughs> there was like twenty yards of free space on both sides, and it was just straight to the end zone. No, Maybe I also want to say the two coaches met at halftime. Said, "Hey, let's just score. Your defense is tired. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll keep well, on sidelines." And I think that's like a good thing that maybe we didn't get Mike Leach because. Obviously, the guy doesn't play defense, and you don't want that in the SEC. Oh. Like, if you're letting UCLA score, how, how much did they score? 67. 67 points on you? That's a no-go for me. Kelly, man. Now, he is great. He's a great offense coordinator. Out. But uh, seven total turnovers, too. Seven. That's, that's pretty I think Washington impressive. State fumbled like 15 times in a so row. So, we all, we all know Mike Leach. He's the character. He's probably the biggest character in college football. But some of those some of those plays, like they would go down there and score, and he'd be so pumped up. And then one play later, USC would UCLA would score, and he'd be on the sideline like, look like he's about to cry. What is going on? <laughs> you know, it's like I heard someone say that they're like they're thinking about putting uh, Minshew in there uh, <laughs> in his, in at, his at in his jorts to play defense. Maybe he could figure something out. So, but uh, yeah, that was a crazy one. I think that's it, though. I mean, I thought that game that is that game of the year. That's it's something. that's got to be up there. It's something. I mean, thirty-one that's points. That's close to kick sixes game of the year. Well, uh, thirty. It was actually down thirty-two points in the second. Was it thirty-two? Half. Yeah. Okay, thirty-two in the third. A record nine touchdown passes. I mean, that is nuts. They started coming back, and I was like, "There's no way, right?" Like <laughs> Washington State will, you know, stop 40, them. I think they scored like three times on three plays or yeah, less. Forty-one of yeah, sixty-one. They, they did. I think they less. did. 
41 of 61, 570 yards, nine touchdowns, two picks, and lost. It's crazy. Jeez. That's a crazy stat. There's teams. There's teams right now that their quarter. They're four and zero, and their quarterbacks. Their stats aren't that big for four games. Oh, well, the game uh, Arkansas is about to play. Uh, well, Kellen Mond only has like Wisconsin's quarterbacks only thrown five all year. Yeah, he almost <laughs> threw as many yards as Kellen Mond has in four games. Yeah, like that's nuts. <laughs> Kellen Mond's also booty. So. <laughs> What, what, what a, what a stat! So crazy, crazy week uh, in college football week number four. So uh, this week, instead of having two shows, we're just gonna wrap it all into one, and uh, we're we're gonna get rolling. So um, Jake, you want to give us your Arkansas Razorback take before we get to some picks? Yeah, uh, because uh, I know I know after this week you're dying. Dying to give us some insight on uh, the hogs. Well, they stink. That's that's one. Like, they suck. Buckle up, folks. This is going but be a good one. I will say, I want to see how they respond this weekend. Because last year, Morris came out and said, when they lost to Colorado State, that team gave up. But those guys that were playing for him were Bielema's guys. He's got more of his dudes playing. You know, he got a bunch of freshmen playing. So I just, just want to see, before we say anything, I just want to see how they do against A&M. Because I hope they come out pissed off. Let's, let's hope they come out pissed off and they don't come out there and look like they've given up yeah. already. Yeah. You know, because if they get blown out, it's it, – Morris, if they get blown out, they're only going to win two games the rest of the year. I think they lose to Western Kentucky if they get blown out by A&M this week. And by blown out, I mean like 55 to like 10. And it, you know what I mean? It's possible because a and is going to have a chip on their shoulder after that loss to Auburn <laughs> See, at home. I don't know. Will they? Because they've lost to – Clemson, who a lot of people thought they'd give Clemson a run from the money, and they didn't. And people were picking them to beat Auburn almost. I think everybody was picking them to beat Auburn almost. And they got – the box score doesn't say it, but they got smoked. I mean, they didn't look good yeah, at all. Yeah. The box score, you, you, they only lost by eight points. They didn't play well. I mean, so, yeah, they could come out pissed off, but they could also look at us and be like, this team just lost to San Jose State. Like, we're losing games that we think we should win. They could come out defeated too. Yeah. But, yeah. you know – I just I, w- I want to see I want to see what we do, I I don't even know what to even say about the game. I mean Boyd you were got there. Bo- I was you had to witness that Boyd in got Boyd was hurt half the game. The dude was limping everywhere. I think he was throwing up at one point. Um, not right. having Traylon Burks that helps our killed that, us that obviously. Helps our odds. Obviously Traylon not having Traylon. I mean you can't lose to San Jose State because of one guy, but obviously that offense struggled without him. Because he was he had concussions. Was Traylon Burks on defense too? Because <laughs> <Yeah>, it looks <laughs> like he was terrible. out on that one. And then like, uh, what was going on with the O line? I mean, it looked like us three were blocking out there against those guys. Well, I think we would have done better. What's actually. so frustrating pretty, is they looked boy. pretty good last week, and we sit here and we're talking on the podcast. Okay, they found their quarterback. He threw five picks. I still, which I still think he's. I don't think you'll see that from him again. If you do, then he's not the guy next year. Obviously, he had to, he had to burn the Bieber shirt, but. I don't know if we see that from him again. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, we'll see what he does against A&M. You got to see what he, yeah. wh- how they respond. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. How do I don't think they're going to win. Well, I, I felt but, like after Colorado State, they're going to come in and it's going to be like a, a 35-7 to seven you know win what? against San Jose State. I think what happened is they beat Colorado State like that, and then they were going next you know, next week like, this team's worse than the team we just put 55 on, Close. and they just they, looked at A&M. They just got <laughs> and when you get a bunch of freshmen doing that, I mean, that, that – uh, it, it, there's not even words to – you can't lose to that team. You just can't. Yeah. If so if, if they don't – like I said, if they don't come out and 
at least play within 10 points to A&M? Because I think they can. They, it's not a talent problem. Right. It's definitely not a talent. I mean, they clearly have the talent. But um, if they get blown out, it, Morris might get fired after this year. Yeah. Because this isn't Juracek's coach. He's not – Juracek didn't hire him. <laughs> so Juracek might be like, it. I want somebody else, you right. know, if he, if he can get him. Right, absolutely. So wow. it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, on the hill uh, down and, in Fayetteville. And I was uh, – like you guys said, I was at that game, so I was I could like see a little better than probably what you could on TV. And all San Jose State was doing was doubling a game. Like yeah. when they didn't double him, he was in the backfield. But they just kept double teaming him, and nobody else could get pressure. Literally nobody else on the D line. And so it, I, it was just really frustrating. The DBs looked awful. McClellan, I said it in the first podcast I was on. He's terrible. He could <laughs> the dude they that number ten kid they had, I guess, hasn't played all year because he was hurt. He came in. I think he had ten for like. 150 and a touchdown against him like that's uh, and he had 12 receptions for 161 yeah yeah i was close yeah. it was ridiculous <laughs> 12 All receptions did, is a lot he was just running crossing hey, routes he's a power he's a power five corner, the kid was man. fast he's, he's i will give it to him that kid could move but uh um hey san jose state two and one top of the mountain west yeah i mean maybe it won't look that bad if they come out and beat whoever they're playing tomorrow or friday you know but you still can't you still can't lose that team i mean that's just like I said, we'll see. We'll see how they respond. Yep. If they come out, and it, it would be the most Arkansas thing for us to come out and beat A&M and then lose to, like, Western Kentucky in a yeah. couple oh. weeks. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's such an Arkansas oh, thing yeah. to do. Like, yeah. give everybody hope. Like, okay, that was a fluke last well, week. Well, that's what they did at Colorado State. Yep. I mean, we yeah. were like, hey, we got some hope. They, yeah. There was hope on the hill. And then now it's it, – It's just – it was – just watching the game, it was like – uh, I don't even – he wasn't seeing anybody. Um, there was guys um, – uh, what's uh, Tyson Morris, the kid who took the spot of Burks? I saw that kid wide open multiple times, and even the last throw of the game, you uh, I heard you couldn't tell on TV. It looked like it was like triple coverage or something, but in person, I was watching Mike Woods on that run. He was wide open yeah. on the sideline. He killed his corner, and he was throwing his hands up, and Starkle saw him late, and then underthrew him, and it got picked. Like it would probably have been a touchdown if he would have hit him right. earlier. Like right. he would have just ran down the sideline. Well, uh, it'll be interesting. It to see. Been. So. It was bad. You're there in person. So. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You probably couldn't tell on TV. I haven't seen. I didn't. We, really watch we, it. Were, we, we were glued. We were glued to the Notre Dame. Yeah, I was say you guys Otto probably weren't even we watching. Had, it. We had it on uh, one of the TVs, and and uh, every time there was a commercial or something, we were kind of paying attention. And we're just like, every time we looked, it was either a starkle pick or a touchdown. Yeah. Person. Well, I remember. I remember because I saw Woods run, and I looked at him. I was like, he's wide open, and I saw Starkle throw it, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> I could tell it was underthrown, and I was up in the stands. <laughs> But he, uh, I, that's just frustrating. I don't know. He's just missing guys. Um, one of the picks wasn't his fault. The receiver kept running. Uh, he kept running up the seam, and I think he was supposed to break his route, and Starkle threw it to his spot, and he wasn't there. Right. That's, but all the rest were his fault. I mean, I, I, even, I think even that one, there was probably somebody else he could have gone to. But if you want to get technical with it, I would say that probably wasn't his fault. But yeah. still, he threw four picks. Yep. Four, uh, four or five picks. It's all, uh, it's all bad. And maybe if that was his only pick, we could say and say something. I but. think the most frustrating thing was seeing our offensive line getting manhandled like that. Like I, he didn't I have know. any time Not in the pocket. Team, he yeah. was, he, you could tell he started getting scared. He started getting happy feet, and I think he just started sticking on one guy, and that's why he threw so many picks because he was just trying to get the ball out because he thought he was going to get sacked. And our D line, that's supposed to be our strongest part of our defense. Right. So yeah. we'll see if they get blown out by A and M, it's over. 
season's over. Yeah, Those right. kids will quit. Yeah. They will. Club Dub. They're freshmen. <laughs> yeah, Club Dub's not going to be a Because it doesn't get it. <laughs> Club Dub's going to be closed well, down. And people. Closed down. It's going to be a mariachi bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when people bring up the <laughs> age <laughs> thing. <laughs> Oh, that was on cue. <laughs> yeah, uh, but people bring up the age thing and they say that doesn't matter, but I think it does. Like, if he doesn't get them ready this week and they get blown out, those freshmen are going to struggle this year. Yeah. And you might see some transfers. That's not what you want. Do you? I don't know because I think Burks will stay because he's an in-state guy. I don't think he'll leave. I think Knox will probably stay. He's not going to Tennessee. <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't have anywhere else to go. But I think they give Morris one more year, even if we win two. I think I do think you're. Yeah. I don't think he'll fire him after two. I think you can't because you got to give him at least one more recruiting class. Yeah, at least because because of how well he did with this recruit. Like clearly, he got some guys that can play. Yeah, yeah. I think Chavis might need to go. Oh, uh, Chavis said he had no answers. <laughs> Somebody needs for to Mountain West team, so I, I'm sure he'll have some answers for me. All right, so we yeah. week <laughs> week number four is in the books. Uh, let's move on to week number five. Caleb, what do you got for us? Uh, give us our first pick. We're gonna pick these down, and I'm gonna hopefully keep the uh, the shift rolling. Um, Did you put them in order? Hold these, these guys off. Games. They should be in order, yes, sir. The way I sent them to you. All righty, Penn State. Is that Penn State at Maryland? Penn State that is at Maryland. Friday night. In the shell. They call Maryland's home uh, home turf the shell there. That's pretty sweet. This is uh, Friday night. Friday night. So uh, what's the line? You got any lines on this one? Six and a half, Penn State. That's uh, what I have. Yep, S- Penn State uh, minus six and a half, and the over and under is 61 wow. and a half. What does the uh, random generator say today, Caleb? You got it first. All right, all right. I will take uh, I will take that. It's weird how I never so get it first, uh, huh? Yeah, it is. It's really weird. <laughs> you can go first next. So, it's so okay. Maryland Maryland has been a lot like the Razorbacks. Well, they they look better uh, in the games when they look good, and they look bad um, in the late games they look bad. Oh, they everybody yeah. uh, basically in the nation. Will so, beat so Arkansas Maryland right <laughs> Maryland just is coming off a loss a uh, week before last. They just came off a bye, but they they lost to Temple. Uh, twenty to seventeen, but they beat Syracuse sixty three to twenty, and they bre- beat How- uh, Howard seventy nine to nothing. Hey. So this is the first uh, first uh, test in a couple weeks uh, for the Terps. Um, Penn State's coming off a win against Pitt, which beat the national champion UCF Knights. Uh, they also beat Buffalo and Idaho. So Penn State hasn't had a tough schedule yet, uh, but they're going on the road uh, to Maryland. Um, first pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Penn State to cover. Uh, James Franklin and the boys, um, I think they're just too much. I think they're probably the second best team um, in the Big Ten East. I think they'll beat Michigan uh, this year and probably fall to Ohio State. So, give me Penn State. I'll give you the points and uh, give me Lions all the way. Want me to go? All right. Uh, I also think Penn State covers. I think they're a really balanced team. Um, I just I, Maryland's really inconsistent, so it's hard to tell this game. I mean, they could blow out Penn State, you know, because they have such an explosive offense. But um, yeah, they have Mike Locksley's uh, offense has, has looked good at times and looked it, really bad. Is this it at Penn State? Uh, it's at Maryland. At, at Maryland. In the shell, man, in the shell. I yeah, yeah. Give me Penn State I six and a. I still think it should be. Yeah, give I me. I still think they should be favored by more. Give me Penn State six and a half. Okay. I mean, I can't take Maryland by the way they got beat by uh, 
Looks like you're being by. Uh, temple. Yeah, Temple. Yeah, that's who it was. It was such a such a good team that I forgot who it was. So, yeah, I'm going to take Penn State also because, I mean. <coughs> so, these two teams played um, in November November 24th of 2018. So, the lo- one of the last games of the year last year. Um, and Pitt State shut up. Penn State shut them down 38 to three, um, at home. So, uh, if that's any indication, I know it's a different year, different team. Uh, obviously, Penn State lost some some cats on the offensive side and defensive side, but um, Penn State had their number uh, really not that long ago, uh, less than a year ago. So, uh, so we're all taking Penn State. All right. Yep. Well, that's a boring. That's the first time we've all. That is. That's a that's a boring one. That's a boring, boring one. Sorry. All right. There wasn't a lot of good games this I'm week. I'm behind. So. I gotta I gotta try and get a W, even if they do too. All right. All right. What do you What do you What do you got next, Caleb? Uh, Texas A&M or Arkansas? Oh yeah, Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Dallas at Jerry World. Tickets as low as sixty six bucks. The spread is six and a half dollars. <laughs> I'm looking for it. Uh, 23 and a half. 23 and a half. Hey, Texas I don't even have to tell you who, the, who it's uh, 58 points is the over under. So who's going to bounce back? Is it going to be Kellen Mond? Uh, or is it going to be uh, Starkle Sparkle? Uh, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. What do you got? Who's the, who's the first pick here? Jake. You want me to go? Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I think Arkansas covers the 23 and a half. Even last year when we only won two games, they only beat us by seven. So, um, like I said before, hopefully they come out pissed off. Uh, maybe they beat us by 40, you know. Who knows, but I don't think so. I think I think they keep it close. I think they keep it within 23 points, hopefully, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's just hope. So, give me uh, Arkansas covering the 23 and a half. I got you. All right. I got the, uh, I got the next pick. I'm actually n- not going to do it. Take sides on this one. I'm going to pick – I'm going to pick the under 58. I think oh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be about a bloodbath. Thirty-five fourteen, but that's that's under. So thirty-five fourteen is under. That's actually that's a good All score. Right. Yeah, I'm taking the under under twenty. All right, so so I'm gonna make it interesting. I got a little bit of a lead. I got a little bit of a lead, and I want to extend that lead. So I'm gonna go. I think Texas A&M will win. I think they'll cover, but I'm gonna bet the over. I'm gonna bet the over. 58, and I'm looking at like a 42-7 blowout. Oh, wow. <laughs> you think a blowout? That's what I'm going with. We'll okay. see what happens. All Arkansas right. plays tough in this game. They do. They, this was their best best all-around game last year, even though they lost. Yeah. So, but I, I, th- I, think, I think Jimbo's like, listen here, boys. We got to make a statement. We're playing all these tough teams. We just lost to, to Auburn in our house. An Auburn team that's probably going to have two, possibly three conference losses. Yeah. Um, we didn't move the ball. This is our chance. You know, we played Clemson, we played Auburn, those two great defenses. This is our chance to go out there and, and blow them out. So, give me the over 58. It's just, it's so hard to tell with us. Yeah. Like, you know, we lose, a different team every lose to Ole Miss, blow out Colorado. We didn't blow them out, but put up 55 on Colorado State and then lose to San Jose State. So, we'll see how he has, has us coming out. They could yeah. get, they could easily could get blown out in this game. Right, club dub, Jerry World style. <laughs> club dub. I don't think we win. I, but I think they can cover twenty three and a half. Yeah, you would think you, they, they should be able they to. They should. Yeah. Uh, twenty three and a half point that's spread a, in a conference game. That's, yeah, that's, that, that's not where you want to be. Yep. 
All right, what do you got, Kim? All righty, uh, we're headed to South Bend Ooh. with a uh, rank-on-rank matchup this week. Yeah, this is one of the only ones this week, huh? Yep, and uh, they have the spread at 12.5 for Notre Dame, minus 12.5. And, and then the over-under is 48.5. All right, who's got the first pick? And I believe I have the first pick because you guys are both picked first, right? Yep. All right, I guess it's me. Uh, hmm. I don't know. What is it? Twelve, twelve and a half. Yeah, twelve and a half to to Notre Dame. Um, they got the matchup predictor here on the ESPN app. They're eighty nine, pretty much ninety percent that Notre Dame's gonna win. So, hmm. I don't know. N- Notre Dame's defense did really great, really good. So, I think they're uh, and they're on a mission. Like they. They want vengeance for that loss. It was so close. They're they're ready to go. I I think they're going to come out firing. I'm going to take Notre Dame and the points. I think they're going to cover. And um, yeah, they're 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 ready to get even for that last game. All right, I I think I can agree with that. Um, this is going to be the defining moment in the Irish season right here. Virginia's four zero. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall uh, has a team playing pretty well. Uh, Bryce Perkins, he's a really, really good quarterback, uh, dual threat guy. Um, I think up front, Notre Dame is going to be more than than what Virginia's ever seen as far as on defense. They've got some studs. Um, on the defensive line, those linebackers are playing really well. Um, the only thing that may, may slow them down is if they do enough stuff where our young linebackers can't just go. And they've got to sit back and, and wait and, and, and try to read and figure out. Um, I think they they let them they let them loose. They turn them loose. They let them play and then let the safeties uh, pick up and and uh, uh, go from there. If um, you know the front of the defense misses anything, so um, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Notre Dame as well uh, to cover. And I, I think that they uh, they come out and they look really, really good. But this could be one where they come out and look really, really good or they look really, really bad. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is a different Notre Dame team. It's and I, I think too. I think they're on a mission, right? And it's going to be a wild atmosphere um, there in South Bend. So give me Notre Dame. I'll give you the points, and, and let's go. Uh, I also think Notre Dame wins this game. Uh, I think it's going to hit the over, though. I think Notre Dame – probably scores mid-30s. And then I think uh, Bryce Perkins, like you said, he's a good dual-threat guy. I think he uh, I think uh, he probably scores, you know, makes some plays, and, and they can score. I'd give them in maybe the mid-20s. So I, th- I think there's actually going to be a higher-scoring game. Um, with how last week went, you know, you guys only scored, what, how, what did you guys score, 17 last game, last week? <laughs> so I think you guys come out hot on offense. Um, and then I think you might get some late touchdowns from Virginia. Right. To make the box score look a little better, but yeah. I think it hits the over. Okay. Alrighty, we go to uh, USC versus Washington. This is a tough one. And Jake, you have the first pick. Let me tell Ooh. you what the spreads are. I'm pretty sure is Washington favored in this one. <coughs> Why does my app keep? Is uh. My app just pooped out. So. Uh, Slovis is. What's the See out for the year. No, no, he's he's questionable. So it may be Matt Fink. Uh, is what it's looking like. Uh, he's medically cleared to play, but they haven't they haven't announced if he's gonna if he's gonna start or or not. Um, 
I think if Slovis is in, that's a different game. I mean, I think is think is good. I mean, they're, they're USC quarterbacks. I mean, you get recruited by USC. USC only recruits, you know, stud quarterbacks. So, right. Um, you know, obviously the other the uh, Matt Fink is is a good. Uh, he's a good. He's a good good quarterback, and uh, I I think I think Washington wins. I think Washington's defense is just good enough to stop them. Um, I think it's at home. USC's coming off a, a big a big win at at, at Utah, um, and this is a hard one. USC is another one of those teams that you never know what you're going to get. But uh, um, do I have the first pick? I think I do. Uh, give me give me give me you. Give me USC and the points. Well, I'm I'm picking already. Okay. Give me USC and the points. <laughs> um, USC to cover ten and a half. I think if Fink's the QB, um, I think Washington covers this ten and a half. So I'm going to go Washington covering the ten and a half. Jacob Eason's looked really good, so uh, I think they're going to put up some points. And like I said, if Fink's playing, I don't think he's as good as uh, Slavis. So um, yeah, give me give me Washington on the ten and a half. Alrighty, um, Jake, I'm gonna agree with you. I I think Jacob Eason comes out, continues what he did against BYU, and just total domination in that one. And uh, like like you said, if Slovis is hurt, that's not gonna be good. I mean, I Chris Fink is Chris Fink. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Fink. Fink. Matt Fink is good, but I just don't I just don't think they can stop Washington. So I'm gonna take Washington in the ten and a half. Can I change my pick? Yeah. No. I I think he should be able Jake to. Jake said I can. Sure. Give me USC. Give me USC. Give me Ooh, the points. You keep it. Okay. Uh, I'll switch it up since you guys. He's trying it. to lose. Yeah, I'm trying to lose. Hey, I'm trying to give you guys a chance to get caught back up. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. So that's well, what it I'm is. I'm like two weeks behind, so that's you, not really you, fair. USC is only two and two against the spread this year. Washington's three and one. So give me USC, whatever. We'll see what happens. They got some studs at receiver. In a game like that, you never know. But yeah. Washington will probably, probably, uh, probably make me look dumb, but that's okay. Give me USC. Alrighty, we head to the plains of Iowa and Iowa State versus Baylor. These are two teams we haven't covered yet this year. Yeah, we covered Iowa State uh, in that game against uh, oh yeah Iowa. Guess. So so uh, Bryce Purdy last week against uh, UL Monroe. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah, who's Bryce Purdy? Is that a, is that a quarterback? Um. He used to be uh, there. Used to be a guy named Bryce Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Brock Purdy uh, threw up some record numbers against UL Monroe, which actually almost beat uh, Florida State from a couple weeks ago. If I remember beat that. Florida State. But uh, he looked really, really good in the, in that game. Um, he looked pretty good in the uh, the game against Iowa, where they just came up short. Uh, Baylor's a team you haven't heard anything about, but they're they're sitting at three and zero. They're good. And yeah, Baylor's got, really good. They're underrated. That should have been an underrated team yeah, from last week. A really, really good team. Um, their quarterback's got some decent numbers. He got seven touchdown passes. Uh, he's looking pretty good. So what's uh, what's the line on this one, Caleb? Who's uh, got the pick? Iowa plus three. And let's let's let Jake do it first this no, time. Iowa so State minus three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Iowa. Uh, State give me uh, Baylor. Baylor's going to cover. <laughs> I think Baylor wins. Um, they're, I think they're super, super underrated. It's at Baylor. Um, their offense is putting up 500 yards a game, uh, two, 243 passing, 253 rushing. Um, yeah, what's their uh, points per game? Points per game is 46, 47. Oh, wow. And they're only giving up 14. Wow. 
Wow. So, which I don't think they've really played anybody. Yeah, they beat Rice, UT San Antonio, and Stephen F. Austin. So yeah. They've, they've stayed right there in uh, in and Texas. That's why people don't know about them because they, or that's why people don't know how good they are because yeah. they haven't played anybody. But I think, you know, I think they are good. Denzel Mims, who's a Baylor receiver, he's a, he's a, he's really good. He's going to be a top NFL prospect when the draft comes around. Receptions, 249 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he's good. He can play. So uh, I think, um, which Iowa State's known for their defense. And their offense is um, looking pretty good lately. But uh, give me Baylor, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game too. But, yeah, give me Baylor to cover the three. All right. Um, my pick. You know how I like You know how I like these uh, big big, big 12 or big 10 overs? Or big 12 overs, big 12 sorry. Overs, yeah, yeah. I was There's only sorry. 10 teams, though. Yeah. That's why. And the other one has 12 teams, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know how I like these uh, – Big 12 overs, so I'm going to take the over 55 and a half. Oh, dude, I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a great pick. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great pick. I think it's definitely going over. Um, but, hey, for the sake of having fun and you guys uh, giving a chance to uh, to come back, give me Iowa State. I'll give you the three points. Uh, Brock Purdy, I think, gets it done on the road, and Iowa State looks like that you know third-best team in the Big 12. So give me Iowa State. It's a good pick. Alrighty, next we head to this is the last one? Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the last one? Yep. And the site of game day. Oh, the game day pick. We're not going to uh, UConn, UCF. What about Nichols at Texas State? I think East Carolina Old Dominion is way better. Uh, now, that's a good game. Old Dominion almost beat Virginia they last should week. Have. They so. did. Or Arkansas State, Troy. They beat maybe? them last year, yeah. I believe. Oh, they beat Virginia Tech. Virginia UCF Tech. Okay, okay. UConn. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. So, all right, Ohio State. Nebraska. What's the line on this one, Caleb? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Ohio State. 17. And it's 17 points. <laughs> Over-under is 66 and a half. <laughs> oh, Ohio State's going to score that by themselves. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be unfortunate for Nebraska, I believe. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're sitting at 3-1. and one. Uh, They had the loss craziness uh, to Colorado. Their other two wins were Illinois this last week and Northern uh, Illinois. Uh, so, and then they beat South Alabama. So, <laughs> uh, not a lot of uh, quality wins. Uh, the Illini aren't bad, but um, you know Ohio State's most impressive win is a forty-two to nothing route of Cincinnati, and Cincinnati we thought was a, a pretty solid team. So, um, who's got the first pick? Is it Jake? Uh, Jake, I can go last first pick. Okay, so it's you. Yeah, I've already picked two. Yep, you've already picked two first. Yeah, so oh, it's you. I guess Caleb? it's me. I'd had it with you picking, but okay. Okay, you can go first. I don't care. Go for it, Caleb. Okay. Nate, you can go last. Then if that's how you want to do it. Um, I'm gonna take Ohio State. They've just manhandled everyone. I don't think that's gonna be any different this week. So I'll take my Ohio State minus seventeen. I'm also taking Ohio State, but I'm going to take the over 66.5. I think uh, Justin Fields is one of my Heisman guys. I think it's up to him and Hurts, obviously. I don't think either of them lose it. So it's just if one of them gets hurt or if one of them has one bad game, then the other one's going to win it. And then uh, they've got good, obviously, J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back. I just think they're going to score a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I think you're right. And they also have K.J. Hill, who's from Arkansas, and we somehow didn't get him. So I think this is going to be – is this the game where Ohio State looks like 
they have human players versus video game players. Uh, every year they have that game no. where they slip up. Like last year they had to beat Maryland like Wisconsin. last game of the year, yep. second to last game of the year in overtime. Uh, we've seen them lose to Purdue by du- double digits. We've seen them lose to Iowa. Uh, we've seen you know the Minnesota games get close. Um, is this going to be the game? Okay, it's going to be a high atmosphere, right? Okay, nothing that Ohio State hasn't hasn't ever yeah, seen, but but uh, yeah, Lincoln. It's been a while since Lincoln's been relevant. Um, I don't know that they're relevant yet, but uh, Scott Frost is going to have the boys there. Um, a part of me wants to say Nebraska doesn't win but covers the spread. Uh, part of me wants to say, okay, it definitely blows out that sixty-six and a half. But the problem is, if it blows out the sixty-six and a half, I don't think it's because. Nebraska scoring forty close. points, yeah. you know, and and Ohio State scoring sixty. Uh, I think it's more like Ohio State throws up sixty, and Nebraska maybe scores fourteen. Yeah, so that's definitely a, a cover. So I'm gonna go with the easy bet. I've given you guys some chances to to catch up in the standings this week with some crazy picks. So I'll take Ohio State. I'll agree with you guys. Negative uh, seventeen. Alrighty, and that's it. All right, so that's the picks this week, huh? Yep. Yep. All right. Y'all want to do a uh, playoff or any predictions, or you just want to wait for next week? Let's, let's wait, wait for next week. Yeah, let's wait for next okay. week and do the playoff. Uh, that'll that'll put us a few weeks past that. Uh, I don't think much has really sh- shook up. I think we got maybe like you know a few things have changed, but no, I'm anyways. looking ahead. Next week doesn't look that good either, honestly. So might we wait till like week seven or something? Yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So uh, make sure you guys are uh, you know getting on Apple Apple Podcast. Make sure that you. Uh, Subscribe. Make sure you rate. Make sure you leave us a, a comment and review. Uh, make sure you're finding us. Uh, where can they find us on Twitter, Kim? You can find us on Twitter at Kick the Number Six Podcast, all one word. Yep, and we'll be we'll be tweeting all Saturday. This last Saturday, we were we were tweeting all day. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you guys have some some questions, uh, make sure you uh, hit us up on Twitter for those. Some questions you want us to talk about. Uh, maybe some games you want us to cover that we're not uh, that we're not going over. But anyways, uh, I'm Nate. I'm Jake. And I'm Caleb. All right, we're the we're the Kick Six Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.